baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter, host of the state of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhart. Bay Area Transit District scramble to come up with a plan B after the state legislature refused for now to bail them out by raising bridge tolls. In the meantime, one local train system is doing just fine, thank you, with riders actually returning. And that agency is not in such fiscal dire straits. Yeah, that would be the smart train in the North Bay, and we will get to that in a moment. But first, State Senator Scott Wiener of San Francisco is licking his wounds after it was clear he could not pass his bill to hike bridge tolls by $1.50 to generate billions of dollars for BART, Muni, and other local transit agencies. They've been warning for months that they are hurtling toward a fiscal cliff, as lawmakers like to say in Sacramento and Washington, uh, because their federal pandemic relief money is going to run out soon. Ridership is still far short of what it was before COVID-19 shut down cities and sent commuters home to work. The warnings have been dire. Without a bailout, they will have to cut service in the next year or two. The problem is that Bay Area legislators and some members of Congress are split on whether these agencies deserve a bailout or they should just run a tighter ship, Patty and Brett. You know, before we get into that examination of the split, have they been able to come up with a plan B? Well, it's kind of back to the drawing board. I mean, Scott Wiener has become clear to him that he doesn't have the support to hike the Bay Area bridge tolls except the Golden Gate by a buck fifty uh, to help subsidize transit agencies. So he's going to try to go back and, you know, build some sort of consensus. You know, they say politics is the art of compromise. Uh, maybe a, a lower bridge toll combined with some sort of sales tax increase, maybe no bridge toll and just sales tax, maybe some other buckets of money they can identify. It's not clear what that's going to be. But he's going to take the fall to, uh, you know, get with the people who are against this and see what other options there are. You know, what, what other pots of money could they tap into? Because it's pretty clear that uh, the fair revenue alone is not coming close uh, to getting it done for Barton Muni in particular. This has become quite the political fight with Scott Weiner leading one wing and State Senator Steve Glazer of Orinda leading the other. What's going on there? Yeah, well, Steve Glazer has for long, a long time been a really um, fierce critic of BART. Uh, you know, he feels that it's uh, wasted a lot of money. It doesn't have its financial house in order. They're not accountable. Uh, and his feeling is, you know, I'm not going to give you good money after bad. BART's got to shape up and get his financial act together before we'll give you billions more. And he sort of made that one of the cornerstones of his, of his time in public office. Scott Weiner, on the other hand, remember, he represents San Francisco. People in San Francisco do not drive over the Bay Bridge that much. They do take part in Muni, so they're not going to be the ones paying this toll. People in Orinda, where Steve Glazer used to be mayor and he's state senator, 
um, uh, people there do take drive over the bridge, and cer certainly many people there take BART too. But you know, a higher toll is going to hurt people in Contra Costa more than it's going to hurt people in San Francisco. So to some extent, they're representing the interests of their constituents. Uh, but on the other hand, remember that they're both eyeing another office. Scott Weiner has been planning for years to run for Congress when Nancy Pelosi retires. Steve Glazer is termed out as a state senator. He's getting ready to run for, for a state assembly. So they're always you know looking ahead to to what comes next. And Glazer has built quite a reputation as this, um, uh, you know, watchdog is the word I'm looking for, watchdog of BART, and Scott Wiener's on the other side of that, and we'll have to see if they will ever agree on something. But Wiener just needs more. He doesn't necessarily need Glazer uh, to work out some sort of deal. You know, um, you, you mentioned the, the watchdog, and that was Harriet uh, Richardson, I believe, earlier this year. She left, but she left with documents uh, claiming uh, that she was obstructed. Um, and then you have State Senator Steve Glazer coming forward and, say, and, and taking sides with the watchdog, saying Bart needs to make some changes, maybe beef up the watchdog agency. <laughs> have they made any changes, or are they still a stalemate? Yeah, he's been talking for a long time about an independent in, uh, inspector general for BART uh, and that that's what they need uh, because of mismanagement. Uh, I don't know that they've gotten any closer to doing that, but that's the kind of thing he wants to see before he's willing to appropriate even more money coming out of the pockets of his constituents, which, you know, as I said, many of them don't even take BART. You mentioned the smart system in Marin and Sonoma counties. Why is their financial picture brighter? Well, there's a couple of things. For one thing, uh, you know, it's a newer agency. Um, it doesn't have historic debt to, to deal with. But um, smart uh, BART is uh, very largely fare dependent. And you, you notice they keep raising fares because they need more money. Their ridership is something like 40% of what it was before the pandemic. Um, and one of their responses has been to raise fares some more to bring in more money. Uh, BART gets a huge amount of its money from its fares and a smaller amount um, from sales tax. Well, SMART gets something like 2% of its revenue from fares. Uh, its overwhelmingly largest source is sales tax. More than half its money comes from sales taxes in Marin and Sonoma. So as long as people are buying stuff, they're getting their revenue. They're not as dependent on people riding the trains um, to keep the system open, whereas BART, it's like a third of its money or so comes from its fares. So that's one reason. The other reason is SMART has been able to be, well, SMART, I guess, uh, in how they've approached this since the pandemic. They've actually cut fares. They've cut fares. They made parking free. They've given kids free rides part of the day. Uh, and it's boosted rev, uh, ridership to where now more people are running SMART than they did before the pandemic. So they've come all the way back. And they're able to afford, you know, letting people ride either cheaper or free, while BART is hiking fares, charging more for parking, and that drives more people away. So one agency is doing everything they can to bring people in, while the other is, is you know, erecting more barriers to ridership. It's not a surprise that one is succeeding where the other isn't. You know, one thing we haven't touched on, and this is an interesting, interesting angle, is, is San Francisco. I mean, long term, how dependent are these systems going to be on whether downtown San Francisco ever bounces back? I think very much so. Uh, you know, as we see the downtowns changing and you're going to see more housing built, um, there's talk about a college campus. San Francisco downtown is probably going to redefine itself in a lot of ways. Uh, if it never comes back all the way, you know, and maybe it will, but we I saw a study recently that San Francisco's population is going to continue to shrink. Um, so if fewer people are living there and working there and there's less demand for downtown, there's fewer people needing to ride BART. I mean, remember, once upon a time, the population of San Francisco is about 800,000 people. Its workday population was 2 million because so many people came into the city to work. Well, now that's not true. So if San Francisco never returns to what it was, that means there's less demand for a commuter rail system in the first place. Uh, and that's going to be huge. Oakland, you know, has a bit of a head start in that 
going back to when Jerry Brown was mayor, it started building a lot more housing downtown. And downtown Oakland is not so worker dependent. Many, you know, thousands of people live there now. Um, so it's less dependent on that. But yeah, that's going to that's a big factor. I mean, if if people never come back to working or not as many come back to working in the city, uh, that's just going to keep ridership down. And I, I don't know that part ever bounces back all the way. Yeah, some fundamental changes. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, guys. And you can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. Tomorrow, remember, the first Republican presidential debate is happening in Milwaukee. We will look at that tomorrow with a bit of a preview as to what we might expect when especially Donald Trump is not on the stage. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.